Do you buy your thumb medicine? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thumb medicine? Fine, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna 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 come over, if you wanna 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 go ride, if you wanna 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 come over, if you wanna 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 go ride, if you wanna 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 come over, if you wanna 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 go Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and friends across the binary. This is the Do It or Else podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dustin, and joined with me is... Hey, y'all, I'm Ryan. Uh, Hey, Ryan. What's up, buddy? Hi, y'all. How you doing? It's nice to see you today. Come on Thanks, in and listen to the podcast. Well, Farmer Ryan, what's... uh, What... what how how are the crops today? Oh, friend, it's it's lovely out here in Georgia. How are things out there in Athens? Athens, Georgia is pretty good. Now I'm doing it. Hey, y'all, Athens, Georgia is pretty nice. That's good. Uh, good to hear. Come see our chickens. They're free range and they live in the park. That sounds nice, man. Why why are you a farmer? Um, Dustin, I didn't really want to discuss this on the show. Yeah, if that's okay. Uh, oh, we well, should. Did you not see the numbers? The numbers? Yeah, man. Uh, nobody likes us. We're we're too city cityified. Nobody likes our city charm. We need more country charm on the on the program. Did you not read the the email I, I sent you? I did see those numbers. The latest farm numbers. Yeah. The <laughs> rural rural radio yeah, daily. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely saw that and um. I don't know if this is how we're really going to reach people. Want those. more Prairie Home Companion, less this American life, buddy. We got to do okay. what we got to do. The Lake Wobegon it up, buddy. Okay. All right. Um, the warm, sultry well, sounds of our dulcet tones. And up next, we're going to be playing five minutes of a F two twenty eight old John Deere tractor. Warming up. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. This is the Do It or Else podcast. This week's challenge. This week's challenge was to go a whole week without meat. A no meat week, baby. No No, meat week. No meat week. Let's do it. Ryan. What? Make me a burger and teach me about the the no meat. All right. All right. Hey, man. Hey, man. We're going to put this on a grill. This ground beef is actually... Kobe beef, but we have ground it up nice with an egg and some pork belly to just add a little bit of something, something. So enjoy I, this edutainment between two buns of goodness. I think you've misunderstood the challenge. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Justin. Hey, Ryan. Do you know the Pythagorean theorem? Um, it's triangles, right? Yep, it has something to do with triangles. Do you know the, oh, I like, can't, the math of it? I don't know the math, but I do know that there was this really fun YouTube thing that JD and I remember JD from the Rubik's Cube episode. Mm-hmm. Hey, JD. We, we would watch these really cool videos in college called Pythagoras Switches in from this like Japanese TV show and the the theme song was like Patagora Suichi 
and then it would be like this Rune Goldberg machine. So the whole show was Rune Goldberg machines. You know what those are? Rube They have Goldberg? nothing to do with vegetarianism or no nothing. meat or whatever. Uh-huh. I love so Rube Goldberg like, machines, though. Yeah, Rune Goldberg. They're they're cool, but that's my experience with the P- Pythagoras theorem. Well, you learn, you learn it in um, geometry in high school, and I bring it up only for one reason. You know, it's that A squared plus B squared equals C squared. It gives you, I think, oh, the area right. of the triangle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm no expert on it. But do you know about the dude who made up that theorem? What's his name? Uh uh, Pythagoras. I have to make you say it because I can't say it. So Pythagoras is the oldest uh, philosopher that I could find who basically invented vegetarianism. Okay. So, so Pythagoras, known for geometry, not known for his um, vegetarianism. Well, it turns out he was. So up until the 1800s, the name for a vegetarian diet was actually actually the Pythagorean diet. So no way. only okay. in the last couple hundred years have people started saying vegetarian. Before that, they said Pythagorean. And uh, the reason he came up with this, you know, this is a lot like Plato or Aristotle. He's in that world of scientist philosopher that the ancient Greeks have, just to take us back to the Mediterranean. So, Ooh, it's so nice. Give so me some nice. olives. Yeah, baby. I can eat those. Cover I'm allowed to eat those. Oil. So, yeah. yeah, you are allowed. So <laughs> Pythagoras um, determined that all living beings had souls. And okay. that it was immoral and bad to kill something to eat it. Um, yeah. So okay. his followers believed him and, and they did what he did and they just didn't eat meat because it was mean to do it was immoral um you know they're all naughty our, they're all our naughty brothers Pythagoras and sisters on says this book. no but there's also a kind of a weird angle he had which pythagoras thought that beans were made out of the same stuff that humans were made out of Ooh, okay. and that we shouldn't eat beans because huh. we're somehow related to beans so also his followers wouldn't Do eat we- beans also do we think he saw like people's kidneys and was like, "Oh my god"? I I've been wondering tiny, about this since tiny I read kidneys. it. I don't know what his motivation was. Maybe it's just that like a cooked bean has a similar texture to like a human being, or maybe just flesh in general. Yeah, just flesh. It's got kind of a fleshy vibe. The bean does, and maybe that's okay. that's his whole thought. I don't know. But as soon as he died. His followers started eating beans again, but they, for for a couple thousand years after his death, continued not to eat meat. Isn't that weird? Oh, okay. So the vegetarian movement goes on from there, and it's basically just a moral argument of it's mean to kill things. Um, Into the 1800s, where uh, these social clubs begin to spring up in jolly old England. Angland? Is that how you pronounce it? Angland? Angland. That's right. Angland. So these clubs spring up in England, and even after a couple years, some vegan clubs spring up, which, you know, there's a pretty distinct difference between the vegetarians and vegans. Um, Yeah, and that so that established in, you know, the turn of the century, late 1800s or early 1900s? Like, is it then or is it Early 1800s. Early 1800s is when that distinction, where the vegans kind of pop up. Now, of course, there's the Hindus and the the Buddhists who had existed the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we need to make sure, like, uh, the vegan 
mindset is no products associated with animals. Right. But like a vegetarian, like maybe Pythagoras would eat cheese. Would he drink yeah, milk? Yeah, he also, wouldn't he, wouldn't, he wouldn't eat eggs, uh, which was interesting okay. because he decided that was the font of life. Uh, but some mm. of his followers did and a lot of vegetarians, a lot of vegetarians do eat eggs. But, uh, yeah, dairy products, I think he would consume uh, back in the day. I don't think he had a rule against that. So, yeah, that's the distinction now of basically nothing that has anything to do, even tested on animals for vegans. Vegetarians just don't eat the animals themselves. But, you know, there's a lot of in-between space with diets. Right, right. So the this movement in England kind of spreads to the rest of Europe. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty mild movement, not too many people, not a huge percentage of the population joins in because uh, throughout the 18 and 1900s, eating meat was basically like it is now a status symbol, right? Like, so you go mm-hmm. to a steakhouse and you get yourself a nice $200 steak. It's it's a, it's a sign of your wealth and of how good you live and how easily you can attain something super big and cal- caloric. It's easy. Rich. Rich. You're rich, baby. Um truffle butter Mm. yeah so you know in eastern cultures there's various versions of this but i was unable to find like a primitive society that didn't eat meat at least sometimes it Uh seems that almost all human cultures eat some animals sometimes it seems though back in the day it was much more rare it was more difficult to kind of hunt and gather it seemed gathering was much more of the work that you were actually doing. Occasionally, you would yeah. get a kill, and you would like feast on that for a short time, but then there would be nothing for a while. Yeah, and we would think that, I mean, the first... So we're saying maybe early 1800s, that's when we're, we're seeing it in like modern times, the idea that we're not going to eat meat. Like, it's, it's cruel. There's there's a there is a moral element to it, but Pythagoras was the first. So if we think you've got a Greek equivalent, there must be some other equivalent in Asia or maybe in Africa or you know just other places because it kind of seems like these these ideas there you know they keep popping up for a reason you know and Absolutely. maybe they're just. And there's pretty, I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, it's but. cool. But it's pretty obvious, actually, the the health effects of not eating meat. They're, they're pretty apparent. Um, it seems, even in our experience this week, it I you had to have noticed like how much easier it is just to eat a plant-based diet. Um, sure, sure. And not meat, it, especially on your digestive health, it's like way simpler. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised by that, but it's it's clear um, lower cholesterol. Like it's it's in general healthier. There's some effects that I think we'll get into later of why you maybe would want some proteins or something like that. But at least for health, it's pretty obvious why eating mostly plants because they're they've got better nutrients, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So that this th- I'm gonna kind of lay out here the three arguments uh, for why we shouldn't eat meat throughout history. So the first was this sort of moral. Oh, argument. okay. So, so th- these are the, these are the arguments that right. were, were, we're going to travel down this path. Okay, great. So the first is like that, that moral argument, um, which it kind of picks up again in the sixties and seventies, but also in the health argument, which that's a kind of a fluid argument. But then in the sixties and seventies, this environmental argument 
became dominant. Okay. Before we get into the environment, the the health argument was Dr. Kellogg a fan of meat or yeah, did, did that's, he want? Isn't that weird? Like Dr. Dr. Kellogg comes back. So yeah, at the same time, kind of the turn of the 19th century, um, the Seven Day Adventists, and even that that crew of people, about half of them eat meat, half of them don't. Um, but yeah, they thought it was wrong, so they mostly focused on cereals. Right, so the Kellogg's cornflakes and that sort of thing. Yeah, but they uh, only ate cereal. But I well, no cereals as a broad term, not cereal as a breakfast food, but cereal meaning grain-based grains. Foods. Yeah, barley, sure. wheat, those sorts of uh, like you know, not not fruit, not vegetables, not Fillers. animal meat, but Filler. cereals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they they interesting. Yeah, and so they kind of made their fortunes right and their the reputation off cereal foods. Um, yeah. So yeah, exactly. That's he. Remember the argument we made in that Bolo Kellogg's cornflakes episode where he said like he watched a gorilla and what it ate all day and it never ate any meat mm-hmm. and it was like a huge strong animal. So that's kind of mm-hmm. how they justified their position. Hmm. Uh, but okay. then yeah. So yeah, there's a whole story there. But then of course the environmental effects and I'm sure you're semi aware of this, right? Um. Uh. Broad strokes aware. So I'd like I'd like more details if you got some. I, I looked this up. So it turns out the land we use to raise primarily like our beef and our other animals that we eat, it's mostly beef is the is the subject that we're mostly talking about. Uh is thirty three uh square kilometer thirty three million, sorry, square kilometers. And I'm not great at square kilometers, but I looked that up and that's roughly the size of the continent of Africa is pasture land. Wow. Okay. Um, pasture so land specifically for, f- for cows. Cows and pigs and chickens. And then, I guess, goats uh-huh. as well. Um, so there's 33 million square kilometers, size of Africa. And that also includes the land that we farm to grow soy and corn that we feed to these animals that we then harvest. Mm, okay. And apparently that's where the majority of this environmental damage comes from. It's from deforestation to create farm and pasture land to then raise the beef or the right. the cattle of some kind. So that's that's the Amazon is burning to make room for grazing lands for all of the Brazilian cows that are going into the Brazilian steakhouses. Right. And it's the Amazon is burning to make room for more soy production to feed the cows. To feed those cows, going, which exactly. probably shouldn't be eating soy. Yeah, exactly. They should just be eating grass. And then there's this secondary kind of knock-on effect with cows, and it's it's literally their, their farts. Their farts and their poop create methane, which, I looked this up, is 25% more. It creates... Uh, you you understand the greenhouse effect. I don't have to explain that, right? Yes. Yeah. And I assume I most that. of our I assume <laughs> most of our listeners understand that light comes from the sun. It bounces off the planet and it bounces back off the planet, still as light and heat, but it gets trapped as heat by greenhouse gases in our atmosphere. CO two is the one we talk about all the time because yep. it comes from our cars and our trucks and our planes. But there's our other bodies. Right. There's other greenhouse gases that also trap heat in, and methane is one of the main ones, which comes out of cow farts, and methane is 25% more effective at trapping heat than CO2 is even. And I read that the methane from cows is nowhere near as like prevalent as the like Arctic tundra 
slowly melting right, methane, and it's coming out of the ground. Yeah, that's been like, trapped in just, the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that is... And that's kind of a feedback loop, right? So as the planet warms in the north, you know, it's climate change, but as in the north things seem to be warming, that melts the tundra, which then releases more greenhouse gases and makes it worse and worse. Kind of pile-on, knock-on effect. But Mm -hmm. it turns out the amount of methane just released by the cows that we eat is worse than all the cars and planes and trains that we have combined. Wow. So more... Met more greenhouse gases are being created by our, the farts of our, the cows that we eat, which I had no idea, dude. I had no dude, clue that that was going on. He, here's something you might not know about. My dad was telling me about this, and he's friends with a guy who works in like this alternative energy solution, I think. Um, dad, if you listen to the show, uh, tell, tell me this guy's name My again. dad does and, not listen. <laughs> Well, I think my dad might. I don't know. He's he's, hey, he's kind of retired, but he was telling me about this guy who his company designs these places that capture cow methane and then they turn it into energy. How the hell do they do that? I don't know. Maybe it's some type of big tubes uh, on hot air balloon place. Like remember in ET when they had the oh, inflatable like they, they raised the cattle thing like around in the a house. Dome? Yeah, so they're like they're in a biodome, and it's all for capturing methane. Wow! And how, however, they do it, they they turn it into a usable fuel. That's pretty interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's if, one of the side. That's one of the side things about uh, vegetarian. If if you wanted to get rid of beef production, you would also get rid of all the uh, benefits that we get from beef production. Not just food, but like cheap source of leather and like animal fats that we use in industrial production so like oh sure we're using these animals for a lot of different things not just their meat but so if you stopped eating them there would be some maybe potentially side effects that you'd have to deal with an industry huge huge industry collapse like well oh that's true over i looked it up over a billion people on on the planet are in the business of animal production as food so if those jobs disappeared overnight that would be horrific I think what most vegetarians are looking for is a, a slow pullback, and those people would find other jobs or die off or, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, not, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think – and, and no, everybody knows, obviously, that nobody's going to – like, the whole planet's not going to become vegetarian overnight. That's – No way. Obviously not going to happen. If you've been to a McDonald's, this podcast, you're a smart person who listens to podcasts. You're, you know, like, you're already in a small percentage of people who are willing to do something with their mind. Uh not not to diss the rest of the world, but of our listeners, how many of them are even going to try this? A small percentage even still. So most people, this is not going to be happening overnight, but I think uh, the, the, the warriors out there want it to. But another thing I wanted to point out was the water consumption for raising oh, sure. animals. Yeah. So I, I looked up the math, and I'm sorry, this is in liters. I should have tri- tricked it into to gallons, but... This should make sense for one kilometer of <laughs> for one kilogram of beef. It takes 15,000 liters of fresh water for one Holy kilogram cow. of pork. It takes 6,000 liters. So less than half to get a kilogram of pork. And then for uh, one kilogram of chicken, it only takes 4,000 liters. So it's drastically uh-huh. different 
Um, and yeah. then as you go on to other foods, cereals, like we talked about before, that's only 1,600 liters for a kilogram of cereal, 900 liters for a kilogram of fruit, and 300 liters for a kilogram of vegetables. So I would have thought, you know, vegetables take a whole bunch of water, but compared to meat production, like none. Oh, yeah. In, like insane amounts. And then I was like, well, what about if you compare that to calories? And then even still, uh, it's like 20 times better for some things compared to beef calorie-wise for water. Yeah, like if you eat sweet potatoes. Yeah, it's seven. Like so, yams, for vegetables, like it's seven times super veggies more efficient calorie-wise for mm-hmm. water for for vegetables. And as as water becomes a more and more scarce resource across the planet, this is going to really matter. Yeah, for sure. And I think if you're looking at the like you know resources uh, side of things, you can make an argument for um, vegetarianism. Like it just the numbers work in their favor. But if it's like a moral standpoint, there's so much death involved with planting huge fields of vegetables. Right. Like the, the, the all the rabbits and all the like baby deer laying in the fields, you know, those combines come in and they just like kill everything. So, right. And that, like, that kind of leads to the more modern uh, perception of vegetarian and why a lot of people are vegetarian now, which is extremely controversial. I want to put this up front. These ideas are, um, they're kind of dangerous, touchy subjects, but wait, this, these are the latest, no, these are the, the, hot, the, the ideas I'm the about takes? to take the ones I'm about to share. So these, okay. these ideas started in the in the sixties and seventies from a guy named Peter Singer, who is a Australian philosopher who's still alive and still working. Um, came from the uh, <laughs> the the sewing machine family. The singers, is that true? allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea where he comes. It's from. how he embroidered all of his logos and mottos across those denim jackets in the seventies. And it should be clear that this this dude and That's his a philosophy <laughs> is philo- Like this is this is pretty hard nosed philosophy. And I came a- across these ideas actually in college studying sociology because the ideas of animal liberation are very tied to ideas of human liberation, which some people find offensive um, for okay. obvious reasons. So the argument is basically about non they, they, they There's all this kind of structured language. So they use the term non-human animals to describe what we would just say animals. Um, yeah. And they talk about speciesism. So speciesism is a term that shares basically the same logic as racism or classism or sexism. It's Um, an ism. It's an ism. And it purports that when a human being determines that an animal's life or value is less than another human, than a human being's, than another human animal, um, they are practicing in speciesism. Uh, and this was described okay. easily as um, kind of uncontroversially as our perception towards our pets, that we value the lives of our pets above the lives of other animals. Okay. So we're speciest about our pets. So you wouldn't, if your dog dies, are you going to eat your dog? I don't think so. Because right. I raised that dog from a puppy. And it, like the dog is 
a companion. You don't eat companions. Right. Which is, which, is a, which is a moral speciest. kind of cultural argument, right? So in some cultures, yeah. even when a human dies, in some cultures, it's respectful to eat the person. But in to our eat culture, because the they're with you, yeah. But in our like a little bit, right? I don't think they would like feast down on it. But in our culture, it's seen as taboo to eat the dead, um, unless they're the kind of non-human animal that we kill and eat um, because mm-hmm. we because we say so. And it, this yeah. becomes clear when you know, um, you know, an animal like a pig, right? Which is you know, it's delicious. It creates bacon. But it, we know that it has the same co- same cognitive function as a dog. Um, so this yeah. this creates yeah. these speciest arguments. And these speciest arguments go pretty far because they try to make the case, and it's difficult to argue against them. It's very inflammatory, but it's difficult to argue against these ideas. Like um, all the arguments that people made to justify slavery. And I don't want to be the one standing here comparing slavery to meat consumption, but these philosophies do. So all the arguments one could make for why it was okay to own slaves are the same arguments people make for why it's okay to eat animals. Yep. Yeah. Right. And see how that would be controversial. Right. And, um, I mean, when you really think about it, they're not wrong. Nope, they're not wrong. It's so uh, to kind of like let's walk through some of these arguments, right? So th- this all breaks down into giving preference to our own species over another in the absence of a morally relevant difference. So mm-hmm. in the case of slavery, giving preference to white people over black people in the absence of a morally re- relevant difference. So the the immorally relevant difference would be the color of their skin. That was Mm -hmm. often the reason that black people were allowed to be enslaved and white people weren't because this irrelevant reason of skin color, um, the argument would be the same. It would be this, like, because you are a chicken and not a human being, I'm going to say you're, you don't matter that you don't get a vote. It's not a big enough. it, It doesn't matter morally that someone's a person or a chicken. Right. Um, there's all You're these other, not me, right? There's all these other arguments. Like, um, people would use arguments of intelligence. Uh, off, often you'll see that in like sexist arguments, um, where they say, oh, well, they're just, they're just not as smart. And so you often see that is why people eat, think it's okay to eat animals. And I should say mm-hmm. here, I think I've been eating my animals my whole life. This is the first week of my whole life that I didn't eat animals. Um, really? I, yeah, I don't think I had been had a whole vegetarian week ever in my life so i'm not speaking for my high horse i'm just trying to convey what i've learned here so like you know animals aren't smart that's why we eat them like that's not a good argument there's very there's some human beings that don't have any cognitive function but we still value their lives yeah and it's not that they're not smart it's just that we're smarter right and it's not like i i think it's just a another sign of evolution of like our the the human brain was able to recognize patterns in certain animals that allowed them to be domesticated and like controlled easily you know like yeah yeah refrigeration on the hoof i mean um that have you ever heard that before 
It's like a no, term that's that, a Montana thing. No, it's a term that it's like uh, archaeologists or anthropologists would use for societies that figured out how to domesticate animals really got far ahead because animals are extremely oh, sure, sure. nutrient rich. If you can, and it's refrigeration on the hoof, meaning the animal is still alive, you keep him alive, but you can eat it later. Whereas if you right. killed it, it would it would rot. Like a like yeah. so game, you know, you have to eat that right away. Whereas uh, you know, cattle you can keep around. Yeah, they'll um, and, follow you. Yeah, and so civilizations like you know the Mongols are a great example of a of a meat eating people who kind of took over the world, um, because it's more calorie rich. Even our ancient, ancient, ancient ancestors, it's thought, came down out of the trees, ate meat, and that meat gave their bodies enough calories to form larger brains. Um, yeah. So it's part of why we're even human beings, and I understand those arguments. But a lot of these arguments now are that we've evolved to a place where we don't have to anymore. Right. We don't need to be smarter. <laughs> it's not that we don't need to be smarter. It's that we can find our calories more easily from plants and veggies. Okay. Okay. So there is a lot to unpack there. I feel like I maybe was a little preachy. Um, I don't mean to be. There's just a lot of philosophy that goes into it that I find very interesting. I think it's really interesting in thinking about like your place in the food chain, where you where you line up, I guess morally, if you're if you're thinking from it from a moral standpoint or from a resource standpoint. Um Yeah, I mean I mean you could you could go back and forth and think of the best solution to I don't know. Make yourself feel better about <laughs> yeah. I think eating or not eating meat. I think what I find most interesting is vegetarian arguments, especially in morality and environmentalism, seem to be very clear. And even in health, in some ways, health seems a little bit more debatable. Um, it seems that eating some meat sometimes is beneficial. Yeah, but and it, it, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know, but. Their arguments are pretty solid, and it seems the only way to win an argument against a vegetarian, and I think this is why most people find vegetarians very annoying, is that you have to just ignore it, right? It's the only way to kind of win against it. You have to make all these arguments that they can easily disprove. So you say, oh, well, it was always this way. Humans have always eaten meat, so it must be right. But yeah, you know, that but was, humans only humans ate meat when they could eat meat. Yeah, like that was that's the only difference is like for the most part, they were probably eating berries and grubs. And like they were, you know, if you eat a cricket, is that considered eating meat? I think so. Yeah, because yeah, you're, like you're eating you're eating a, a, a life, you know, you're killing a life. But I don't think, you know, a vegetarian think twice to kill a spider in their bathroom. Um I don't know if you pick that spider up and you set it outside, leave us a voicemail. At Courtney, Courtney, picks, pod. Courtney picks okay. the bugs up and moves them outside. That's nice of her. That's but so it actually, nice. actually at our house, I think it depends on the kind of bug. <laughs> like, so if it's okay, a roach, so back to I just, specious. yeah, I'm specious, specious about it. But uh, like I was saying, those arguments that, Oh, it's always been this way. Also those arguments, I'm sorry, but those arguments justified slavery at the time. Humans have always been enslaving other human beings, and that was true at the time, but it didn't make it right, and it didn't make those arguments sound. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure other philosophers and other logical thinkers have had some retorts that are very interesting. And I would like to hear those. Um, because right now, all, <laughs> like the vegetarians are really winning out in the arguments. The, well, just from those numbers that you shared, um, and we'll, and maybe, and we'll try and put those, those footnotes in the, uh, in the show. Yeah. Notes. Yeah. We'll put them like in the those, show notes, those resource, uh, links to those, uh, those factoids yeah and you can uh do your own research and yeah. uh it's check worth it out. looking into it's yeah. hard it's hard to look into but uh, it's worth it all right let's talk about what it was like for us yeah thanks for doing that ryan i'm uh, ready to talk about my no meat week let's do it do it all right dustin seven days without meat how'd it go for you bud well it went so at the beginning of 2019, Casey and I did the elimination diet. Have you ever heard of that? No. So it's it's a diet that cuts out a whole bunch of stuff. It's similar to Whole30, similar to Paleo, but um, it helps you take an inventory of any potential food allergies you might have. So anything that might be causing a, a stressor on your body, on your on your skin, on your energy levels, you know, whatever you're gonna you're gonna find maybe some feedback from cutting things out and slowly reintroducing things. So, so what do you go down to? What do you, what do you start with? The only things we were allowed to eat, we cut everything else out, no processed foods, nothing unnatural. So we ate a bunch of lean meats, veggies, fruits, but no citrus fruits for some reason. I don't know. Um, a whole bunch of nuts and like yeah, I think nut like, butters. I think like grapefruit is contraindicated with a lot of like mental health things so citruses i think have this like weird effect on people huh yeah okay keep going okay um that's interesting yeah it's weird but um so those four things and water and tea so like no booze um no cokes obviously because too you know no processed sugars you're, you're allowed like you know 25 grams a day of sugar but those have to come from whole fruits so okay that um, makes sense lots of lots this is of, interesting how long did you do this for we did it for about three months okay oh so my like, god so until did, march yeah so it was two months of clean eating that's like to remove everything and get your body to like a, a baseline you know and then like we did a month of reintroducing food and it was, uh, it was supposed to be a lot more detailed than that. Like, you know, we just did a month of slowly reintroducing food, but you were supposed to like reintroduce a food for a week and then remove it for a week. Oh, so you can only like do so much. Sl- yeah. You could only do so much. So yeah. like, you know, we did that and, um, we did that and nothing significant I would say was noticed other than that we lost weight. You know, like, and you guys are fit like, people to begin with. You don't have a lot of extra weight you're carrying around, right? So, just from the 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 no sugars and stuff like that, we saw, you know, the the bloat and the pudge you get, you know, kind of at the end of the day, that kind of wasn't there. Just kind of trimmed out, you cool. know. Cool, interesting. Yeah, so. I had a little bit of experience with this and I was like, okay, I, I got this, you know, I can, I can do this week. It's not going to be a problem. So last week we recorded in the Sedgehammer studios, right? Yeah. And we had a, I think you called time. it Sedgwick gallery. Well, now it's Sedgehammer studios. Oh, Cause, cool. um, that's my video I'm game name. There. If you guys want to play Fortnite with me, I'm Sedgehammer. 
Oh yeah, check him out on uh, <laughs> Fortnite. Um, the the said chamber studios came and went, and I was leaving the next day. You let me stay in your house for Atlanta, uh, for to fly out of Atlanta for the next morning. So I flew out to a friend's bachelor party, and flying from Atlanta to Seattle, I landed in Seattle around like. 10 o'clock and I that's 10 o'clock Pacific time so you hadn't really slept much yeah I hadn't really slept much and by the time I landed it was like essentially 1 2 o'clock in the afternoon eastern time so my body was well past lunchtime and I stopped up by the coffee shop to do some work and um, my brain was tired I was thirsty I was hungry and I saw that they had like I was like oh wow I'll just get a waffle because there's you know there's no meat there I'll just get some water uh, I'll get some waffles it'll be great and I select the the waffle that looked the best and I didn't want a sweet one you know I wasn't really thinking sweet I wanted savory um, so I got a coffee and a savory waffle and I sat down and I ate it and it was so good and I got ready to do my work and I was picking the last few specks of bacon off my plate before I realized that I just crushed this huge, uh, okay. like, yeah. like, I was just like, I, I was just Oops. like, shit. Ah, <laughs> I was shit. Like, damn it. Step one. Like, oh. All right. From then, but from <sighs> then. From then, it was a little difficult. So, you know, it was fine getting salads and like, cheese pizza and like veggie pizza you know yeah. veggie tacos you know i'm on a bachelor party so like we're we're not making the best decisions to begin right. with but i feel like i'm doing a good job with my with my food um and then next thing i know we're at a steakhouse and i'm like yeah i'm getting a steak yeah what it's are you like, supposed this to is do? stupid what, what do you want me to do what what are you, what, what are you supposed what, to can do? i can I get can I get a salad? Can I get all the can I get all the sides, please, at the steakhouse? And then mm. everybody looks at me and is like, "What what are you doing? Yeah. You some kind of you some kind of vegetarian?" Yeah, and, and this I, is this is where I think uh, some of my cooler friends who are vegetarian or vegan have a lot of flexibility when it comes to social occasions. Okay, uh, they tend. I have a lot of friends who are you know they're flexible in the right situation. They will eat meat because it's, you know, it's it, it greases the wheels of polite society. So at your okay. buddy's bachelor party, I'm not judging you for having a steak at a fancy steakhouse, which is not something you do in a given year, but you kind of have to in this situation. Yeah. And I think it's fine. It, okay. Well, I did that. and um, But then, from then on, were you vegetarian? From then on. From then on, I'm eating my granola bars, I'm eating my crackers, my peanut butter crackers, and um, I'm, I'm being good, you know, like really watching what I eat. And then I get home and Casey's like, I made a big bowl of chicken noodle soup or like a big, a big pot of chicken noodle oh, soup. Buddy. I'm going to need you to eat that. And I was like, you didn't tell her. Okay. You hadn't, you I hadn't didn't. informed your wife. No, so of course I ate the chicken noodle soup, and I of really tried you did. to Your pick wife around made you it. Soup. Yeah. I tried to pick around the. I tried to pick around the. Yeah, chicken, but the broth I'm couldn't. sure it has just, vegetable, uh, chicken stock in it anyway. For sure, and it's just yeah. so good. Okay, but even but if then, I didn't eat the chicken, but then from then on, you did it right. 
Yeah, like breakfast, you know, I'm eating yogurt, I'm eating granola, I eat my cereals, you know. Lunch is easy, you get a salad. But I got these leftovers, and I have this leftover venison lasagna that I made, and I had to eat the last... <laughs> Dustin! Dude, I... Mean, I... I understand that you shouldn't let... I think food waste is worse than any other problem that we discussed. I really like didn't want to waste the go. food. Yeah, I agree. But couldn't you just for one freaking week? Oh, man. I already so did then, it for three months. I did it. Well, no, no I you ate meat I had that lots whole time. So you, sorry. you didn't do this at all? No. It was my challenge. <laughs> I need a punishment. Idea. I need so, a punishment. I need to do it again. I need to try it again. So, yes, I think, and I was, uh, uh, let me tell you what I did. So, I have a, we, Courtney and I, have tried to cut meat out of our house in general. I have a kind of a thing for hot dogs. So, my relationship with food is terrible. I eat a lot of fast food. I eat a lot of burgers, Uh a lot of Chick-fil-A, chicken sandwiches. I eat a lot of hot dogs here at the house. I'm, I am chubby is that a nice way to put it and it's because i have a horrible relationship with food i'll eat i'll eat fast fast food and and candy i'm i'm pretty bad so i saw this challenge as a great opportunity to kind of get myself in order Mm -hmm. um so and courtney has been a great help to me so we just didn't buy any meat for the week when we went grocery shopping we had a few things in the house that we just like oh we'll just postpone that for a couple weeks it's still like you know it's it's sausage that we're going to put in beans and rice or something. Let's just have the beans and yeah. rice. Oh, this is ground turkey that we were going to make tacos with. Let's just make the tacos just without the turkey. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, and things like eggs. And I found it incredibly easy to do. Um, when I wanted fast food, the one time I went to go get some. Fa- well, actually, fast food is super easy vegetarian because you just go to Taco Bell and get a bean burrito. It was really there you easy. Go. Um, I tried the Impossible Burger. At oh, uh, I, I I didn't even think of that. I tried to get my grandpa to try it with me. He didn't want to try it with me. I went over to his, I brought one over to his house and I was all excited. And he was like, "I don't want that." So I was like, "Did you tell him what it was? Why didn't yeah, you?" Yeah, I should have. Well, no, he just burger. said he wasn't hungry. <laughs> he just said he wasn't hungry. So yeah, I should have dosed him with the Impossible Burger. Impossible Burger, uh, for the record, for my taste buds, tastes exactly like the Impossible Whopper. At least, just tastes like a Whopper. I mean, it's covered in cheese and mayonnaise and tomato and stuff like that it just it tastes it's kind of incredible i don't know how they did it but i looked it up it's not really that healthy it's just like coconut oil but it's huh. fine it tasted good if you if you want to eat a fast food burger i think it's the best option like morally or environmentally it was it was pretty impressive um yeah and then at home it was it was super easy the only really big challenge i had is i went to a two-year-old's birthday party and the two-year-old's grandparents own a Greek kebab restaurant and they oh put out goodness. this incredible spread of kebabs and this like Greek lasagna type thing with beef and there were these like beautiful chicken wings and stuff but I'm over in the corner and luckily it was delicious I was over in the corner eating like <laughs> fresh pita and hummus and tomatoes um, and potatoes so I found a way to be full every day I never broke I didn't uh like that's awesome. At dude. one point Good I job. almost ate a Caesar salad, but Courtney was like, Oh no, there's sardines in, in Caesar salad dressing. I was like, Oh, Oh, I got to get a vinaigrette. Are there? So, oh yeah. 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 There's yeah. sardines in. Yeah. I, I used to Caesar be a cook. Yeah. Dressing? You put sardines in the Caesar salad dress. That's most of the flavor. 
oh, sardines. Wow. In, in okay. most, in most, there's some that don't, but in general, that's the the key ingredient of sardines. So I didn't, I didn't have. Uh, one time we were like, we're at the grocery store, we grabbed some sushi. She, this is the one time actually. I think Courtney did incredibly well. She only when we got sushi did she get like a tuna, and I got a veggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, like a little bit of tuna, come on, like within within the spectrum. Like if you're thinking about a healthy diet, at least a little bit of tuna is not gonna. It's probably yeah. gonna, it's probably gonna help get some of those fatty oh, acids. Yeah. That Fish you need. oils, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I did it, man. And That's awesome. since you were not able to achieve this, I think for my own health, I want to do this, and I'd I'd appreciate it if you came along with me, Dustin, because okay. it will help me. Uh, I find that this show is super helpful for encouraging me to do things I wouldn't do otherwise, and it's mostly because you're also doing it. Uh, so I need to do it again. I'm gonna try yeah, it next week. Yeah, and I think and we should. I think we should keep finish. Rolling. I think we should finish a month. I think we should go three more weeks through October. Yeah, because you are okay. in a you're in a position now where okay, you've kind of cleared out some of the meat from your house, and and, it, and it's fine if Casey to. wants to continue. But you you have a you know, and you can kind of correct this throughout the month and get to yeah. a point where maybe the the fourth week of the month, maybe you you nail it. And I I at the same time kind of want to cut out the fast food elements of this and see if I oh, can. Yeah. Uh, see if I can go actually more towards the vegan because I tried some of that vegan cheese. It was great. Like all the vegan stuff I've tried, I've been really happy with. So except for okay. eggs, I really want to eat eggs, but I'll try. I mean, I'm just going to keep trying different things because I think I'm probably going to continue with eggs. That, yeah, I'll probably I eat love eggs. eggs. Um, and if it counts, can I eat oysters? Like, can I eat mollusks oysters yeah like they they don't even have brains <laughs> are you what is are you going somewhere special where there's going to be oysters? no just for like if i wanted i mean they're 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 very nutrient dense and there's a lot of protein in them i'm not like going to tell you i'm not going to tell you what you can and can't eat uh, okay yeah but i'm gonna I'll, so for my punishment i'm gonna have to post a picture of my breakfast lunch and dinner for this week just to prove that i'm back every day why not? I mean, I I totally failed. Okay, just put it in the There's... stories, I guess. Just put it in the stories of our Instagram page. Yeah, I think that, nobody wants I think to I look at to... all your food on the feed, but in the stories, that's fine. I'll make them tasteful on the on the stories. <laughs> okay, deal. Yeah, you have some fun with it. So, um, I guess we got to move on with the show, right? What's what's the next segment? Only if you want to, we can rate this thing. All right, let's rate it. Each week on our show, we create a custom scale to review our custom challenge. Dustin, what's the scale this week? This challenge reminds me of a few things, but if anything, it reminds me of fields of dreams, okay? Okay. Fields of low resource consumption drawing vegetables. A lot of corn in those fields with Kevin Costner. How many bites of hot dogs have you choked on? Why like doesn't Kevin why Costner's little boy? Why don't what? they bring the little girl onto the field? Oh, it's the little girl, not the little boy. Yeah, the daughter. Right. I think. It was the little why girl. They, the daughter. Why does he have to come off the field and not get to play heaven baseball anymore and be an old man? Why doesn't because young because young Moonlight his name was Moonlight, right? Yeah, probably. Um, Moonlight Graham or something. He know. was not a doctor as a young baseball player, but oh, okay. somehow. Somehow, young Moonlight Graham knew 
he was a doctor and could help if he crossed over. And then, like, he crossed over, becomes an old man. I don't know if there's some type of, like, transdimensional shift where, you know, he kind of, like, slips in (laughs) to the present to, Uh to... to essentially pat that little girl on the back, like what you never. Yeah, heard I of. know it's no it's big deal. Somebody else could have done the it. Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. What is this? Come on, what is this? This okay. is stupid. So, so what's the scale? How many, how many hot dogs have you choked on uh, from a scale of one to ten um, on this challenge? Um, well, I didn't choke on any hot dog. I didn't eat any hot dogs, but but the more hot dogs you choke on, the more you like this challenge, and would recommend it to our most okay. beautiful, excellent, glorious listeners. I rate this a uh, uh, eight and a half. Don't rate it. Tell me how many hot dogs you've choked oh, on. Oh, I've choked. I'm sorry. I've choked on <laughs> eight uh, pieces of hot dog um, with this one. This this challenge, I think, has the ability to be transformative. I've long said that I needed to eat less meat. Um, I'm not okay. sure that I'm comfortable going fully vegetarian, but I am comfortable going fully vegetarian for a month and seeing where that puts me in my diet. Um I went to the doctor recently and I had some cholesterol problems. I think maybe this is a good way to focus on that and work that out uh, so that I don't go into the rest of my 30s as a overweight, unhealthy man. Um, and I will say the health benefits that I experienced this week, and I think this is common for people in their early stages of vegetarianism, was really nice. Uh, felt a lot better. Uh, very, very regular. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. Um, Good. Yeah. Uh, in a in a way that I, I don't know, man. It's very very different. Not, I mean, given the diet that I normally have, very different. Um, so you, as a person who generally eats cleaner, I can't imagine that it was a huge difference. But how do you rate it, bud? Or how many hot dogs I'll- did you choke on? I choked on about seven hot dogs. Like it's a good challenge. I don't. I don't think that there's any way to uh, deny the fact that introducing more vegetables overall into your diet is bad for you. Like it's only good for you. Yeah. Um, and you know there are so many studies that relate gut health and how your gut health relates to your overall well-being. You know from the way you process foods and take in energy and like, you know, that can affect depression. Um, yeah. Levels, all I haven't sorts of gotten stuff. Like as you've... angry as I normally do. Well, that might week. mean your, your gut health My hormones is less agitated. Like there might be less yeah. gut cortisol being released because the, you know, some of the foods that you used to eat, your body had to work overtime to process it. But now that you have, you know, less intense foods, you know, your body's like, Hey man, this is pretty sick, dude. And let me just ride this barrel of mellowness all the way to the land of milk and honey. No meat there, dude. No, no. Just sticky milk. (laughs) Yeah. Milk and honey. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe that's good. We should, maybe we should try that. I'm going to, I'm going to drink some milk, honey. Yeah. I have that here. Let's, let's do that and pick a new challenge. All right. Let's pick a new challenge.
Yeah, baby, that sweet ukulele music means it's time for a new challenge. New challenge time, man, and it's my turn. And since we're going to continue this challenge on through the end of October, and it was kind of a heavy one, I think I'm going to pick something light and stupid. Does that sound okay to you? Perfect. All right, the challenge this week's folk, folks. Hot dog eating contest. Yeah, right? Well, I, I considered it, but since uh, I want to continue on, we're not going to do that. We may, Maybe we'll do that at the in, in November, though. That's a wise decision. <laughs> we'll hold that. We'll hold out till. But it might July. kill us. Like, if we don't eat meat for a month and then we have a hot dog eating contest, I don't know what yeah, the consequences could we'll be. We'll wait till New Year's resolutions come and go. Let's wait for July. Yeah. For July. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the challenge this week is to memorize all the state capitals. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's something that I, I feel like I should have done as a kid that I didn't do. The Rubik's Cube was another one of those. So this week, memorize all the state capitals. Let's memorize the state capitals. What's capital of New York? Albany. Hey, you're on your way. Hey. <laughs> all right. Well. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's I, the end of the show, folks. Dustin, where can people look us up on the internet? I'm so shy. I don't know if I should tell you how you could get in touch with me, but if you want, you can <laughs> call me at 724-DO-IT-POD. That's 724-DO-IT-POD. You can uh, type in those letters. Has anybody called phone. you yet? You know, we got some voicemails and... um. We're going to play one right now. Hi. Hello there, Dustin and Ryan. Um, here's here's what I want you to do. Here's, here's what I want you to do or else. Uh, or else you're going to not feel so good. If you're not eating meat for a week, I want you to get two glasses of water and drink one of those glasses of water. And just drink one glass of water and put the other on your nightstand just in case, you know, just in case you're not feeling so well. Um, I'm just really concerned you're not eating, uh, you know, protein for a week. Keep an eye on your poop and, uh, you know, all right, I'm just a little concerned. Just, okay. That's all. That was such a, <laughs> thank you for calling in. Thank that you. Was great. That was terrific. <laughs> But you can also call in and leave us a, a voicemail, 724-DO-IT-POD. But you can also reach out at at do-it-or-else-pod on Instagram. That's how we like to stay in touch with y'all. That's where most DMs. of the listeners are right now. Yeah. I think most of the listeners are wherever they are, right? Yeah. Just no, I'm there. just saying that's how we've in connected homes. with the listeners They're the in best their... is there. I bet most of the listeners are in the shower right now. I bet a lot of the listeners are in the shower, but for some weird reason, their socks are on. What are you doing? Hey, man, I think it's cool, Take man. your socks off. Nah, leave Just them like on. Squishing. Maybe, maybe, you put, maybe you squirt some Irish Springs down your ankles so that you want to wash your socks without taking them off, you know? Like, why can't you just wear your clothes... Wash yourself through your clothes while washing your clothes. Maybe that could be a name for our listeners, like the Soggy Socks or something. Oh, I don't yeah, know. the Soggy Socks I'm still workshopping squad. it, but yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I don't know about squad, but it's like, what's up, Soggy Socks? We all know you're out there showering in your, in your knee highs. 
Yeah, keep those knee highs on. And <laughs> All right. Do the can can. So check us out on the Instagram. Check us out at that phone number. What's that phone number again? 724 do it pod 724 do it pod and uh send us an email if you want to where's that do it or else pod at gmail.com that's uh, the snail mail you can you can really get in touch with us there this episode is a chain letter so if you don't uh where are my boomers at if you don't share ugh, this boomers podcast with 10 other boomers you're gonna suffer serious losses in the yeah i feel like recession. i feel like this is a boomer this is a boomer show boomers are gonna hate love this show Mm -hmm. a boomer told me recently that we we got uh hi-ho silver wrong like a month ago you go boomer oh you're talking about mr ace klein he's alpha fan at the moment yeah yeah. Uh, ace Ace. you're 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 uh you're not wrong you're You're not really great guy you got that horse wrong. thank you for pointing that out (laughs) my mom pointed that out too oh there we go thank you boomers Thank you, boomers. All right, babies. We'll see you next week. Remember all them state names and capitals. All right. Hi-ho, silver state names. Bye-bye, babies. Bye-bye.